Hey friends, welcome to Wednesday, May 24th. Thanks for joining me for Enough for Today. We are in Psalm 78. We're picking it up today in verse 43. I promise not to get sidetracked. We were seeing the people of God provoke him in the wilderness, grieve him in the desert, turn back, tempt him, limit the Holy One of Israel. And they remembered not his hand, that's verse 42, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. So now, the psalmist is going to unfold that deliverance. And we contrasted the loving, delivering, redeeming heart of God against the anger and the justice and the vindication of God. And we talked about two days ago that these are one. So as we pick it up in verse 43, uh, we'll see this now. And we're going to read down to verse 40, 52. We're going to cover a long section here pretty quick. How he had wrought his signs in Egypt and his wanders in the field of Zoan. Field of Zoan is a part of Egypt. So God working in this pagan land and had turned their rivers into blood. So now we're going to go through the plagues of Exodus. Their rivers into blood and their floods that they could not drink. And he sent diverse sorts of flies among them, which devoured them, and frogs which destroyed them, and gave also their increase to the caterpillar, and their labor to the locusts, a pestilence. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave up their cattle also uh, to the hail and their flocks to hot thunderbolts. He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger and wrath and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. He made a way to his anger. He spared not their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence. And smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength, in the tabernacles of Ham. The tabernacles of Ham is Egypt again. The homes, tabernacles, the homes, the tents uh, of Ham in the land of Egypt. So it's just another phrase uh, talking about the same land. Verse 52, but made his own people to go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. Now I want to pause we flew by verses 43 to 51, all of these plagues. I don't want to necessarily break down every one of them one by one. I just want to explain this was the justice of God after Egypt had time and time and time again rejected the command of God, rejected the call of God, rejected the love of God and the grace of God. You have to play this backwards and you have to remember how this all began, okay? God's people, well, let's start with Joseph. Joseph, Joseph ended up in Egypt by God's providence. And then he was elevated to the highest place next to Pharaoh in Egypt by God's providence. What did God do in an Old Testament lens, through an Old Testament theological construct and understanding? God sent the gospel his grace, his mercy, his ambassador, Joseph, to Egypt. Preparing, yes, for famine, preparing, yes, for the people, uh, the family that would follow. But let's pause for a minute and realize God was revealing himself to Pharaoh through Joseph. Very much like Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. God's mercy and grace was being extended to the nation of Egypt through Joseph to Pharaoh and it could have benefited and in fact it did in the life of Joseph it benefited all the people 
from an executive standpoint, from an administrative standpoint. You remember how Joseph was so used of God to avoid uh, the famine and to bring about great material prosperity in Egypt. So Egypt has had a chance for generations now, hundreds of years, to see the same delivering, redeeming, mighty works of God. God has revealed himself to Egypt like he revealed himself to the whole world through the people of Israel. This is all This is all the construct of the entire Bible. God has always had a people that he's revealing himself through to the world. He's always had a redeeming plan that's unfolding through his people. In the Old Testament, it's the nation of Israel that leads up to Jesus, the Redeemer, who makes redemption available to the whole world. It's always been available to the whole world. And now today, God is revealing himself to the world through his church, still his chosen people, and through the workings, his workings in the nation of Israel, prophetically, which is coming to fruition even as we speak. So God is still doing these things. And people all over the world still have the chance to choose him, to love him, to, to come into this redeeming relationship with him. So Egypt has had a chance to choose God, but they refused. And they rejected. And they chose their pagan gods. They chose their pagan worship. And so... This is the final moment of God's call. And he has called and called and called. Let my people go. And Pharaoh has hardened and hardened and hardened. And so finally God is giving them the outcomes of their decisions, the results of their choice. The alternative to redemption in grace is judgment in wrath. That's the only alternative. So God is using these events to teach us these basic principles but these people, there's, no, there's nothing unfair happening here. There's nothing unjust happening here. This is the loving justice of God finally reckoning with the overt and defiant, willful unbelief and rebellion and rejection of pagan people. And simultaneously delivering those uh, that he calls his own, even though they're problematic in and of themselves. Even though they're murmuring, griping, disobedient, they're his. And he's going to deliver them. So all of these plagues are God's final vindication, final, and still the people of Egypt do not repent. Still they do not choose redemption and mercy and grace, and they could have. And it's kind of a foreshadowing of what happens in Revelation during the Great Tribulation when over and over God's God's plagues, God's tribulation falls on planet Earth and people still raise their fists to God and defy him and they, they choose not to repent, just like the Egyptians. But I want to leave you with this beautiful landing place of verse 52. But he made his own people to go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. So my friend, if you're a believer, you're among the sheep. You might be a disobedient sheep, you might be a stubborn sheep, you might be a rebellious sheep, but you might be a griping and complaining sheep, but you are still his sheep. And he still desires to lead you uh, forward, to guide you through this wilderness life. So I hope today you will look for, seek, and follow his guidance. We'll pick it up in verse 53 tomorrow. Happy Wednesday.